Welcome to another... Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Hi, Potter folk. Welcome to Pottercast number 21. Excuse me. I'll try that again. Hold on a second. That's something went wrong. Try that again. Welcome to Pottercast number... Okay. Andrew Sims. What? What are you doing here? This is MuggleCast, isn't it? Oh, well... No, 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 no. No, no, no. I said you could be on Pottercast. I didn't say you could have oh. Pottercast. You're just going to guest star this week. We're going to have a lot of fun. Oh. But it's it's still a Pottercast. Oh. Oh, okay. Sweet. Well, welcome to Pottercast 21. As you can probably <laughs> tell, we have the boys from MuggleNet.com <laughs> with us. Um, they're here throughout the, almost the entire show. The entire show except the podcast because Kevin's stuck screwed up. So we have Andrew and Ben with us <laughs> at the beginning, for the middle, for the end. Um, Andrew and Ben are also, Andrew Sims and Ben Shane are our fan interview. And we're actually going to release tomorrow an uncut version of the fan interview because we only had room for about 20 Ooh. minutes in this show. And it's too long and too funny and I didn't want, I knew you I, guys would enjoy it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, yeah, so, so tomorrow we, that'll come out uh, as a little extra. So, you know, check back, muggle people. Muggle. Yay! I speak for the fans as you talk about what's so up. So, why don't we see what Sue's up to with her news, and then we'll see you guys back with Sue and John and Ben and Andrew and me for some. Sue's news. Some I love the Sue's. Go ahead, you, you, you bring us into Sue's news, Andrew. Okay. Oh, jeez. What a prestigious honor. Also, let's take it away into Sue's News. Blue's Clues, Sue's News. Blue's Clues is later. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the Blue's, news. It's the Blue's Clues, Sue's News podcast. <laughs> oh, it's going to be an interesting hour. Sue's News with Blue's Clues. All right. Okay. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Listening to the news again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Huffle, huffle, pup. Hello everyone, Sue Upton here with your Harry Potter news recap for you. Well, let's start this New Year's off on the right foot with some news from our favorite author, J.K. Rowling. Over the Christmas holiday, Jo had updated her website to say, yes in fact, 2006 would be the year that she writes the last book to the Harry Potter novels, book 7. While we still don't know the name of this new book, I'm sure that we're all looking forward both with sadness and excitement. And she also did say that we could look forward to some new things on her website, and one of those new things we did see unveiled recently, and that was her new diary, or her new blog. And over the New Year's, she did release her five New Year's writing resolutions, including some things as, one, she vows to muck out her study, and two, not lose any more notebooks. Oh, Joe, I can tell you, while I'm not very good at cleaning, if it meant trying to find one of those lost notebooks I know I and many many of us out there would help volunteer clean out that office so Joe let's hope you stick right to those also JK Rowling has given a brand new interview that is published in the new issue of Tatler magazine we saw some new uh, quotes from this interview posted in a newspaper and Joe is speaking about losing her mother to multiple sclerosis and the impact that it's had on her and her writing career Joe is quoted as saying I know I was writing Harry Potter at the moment my mother died, she says. I had never told her about him. Barely a day goes by when I do not think of her. There would be so much to tell her, and possibly much. 
This new issue of Tyler Magazine goes on sale in the UK, and we hope to have the entire interview with J.K. Rowling from this magazine up as soon as possible. Turning to film news now, we have some news about the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire DVD. The British Board of Film Classification has listed some of the features which will be included, some of the extra segments, and we can find some behind-the-scenes background information and footage of things such as reflections on the fourth film, He Who Must Not Be Named, Meet the Champions, the second task, and the third task, as well as preparing for the Yule Ball, which hopefully should be pretty funny, as well as Harry vs. the Horntail. In other DVD news, we did see a quick sneak look at what it seems to be the cover art for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. We do not know if this, in fact, is the actual cover art that we will get on your DVDs, but if you would like to take a peek at this, you can see it or click on leakynews.com and check it out. Finally, congratulations are in order to the teams that worked on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and the special effects. They have received five award nominations from the Visual Effects Society for their great work that they did on this last Harry Potter film. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire has also been in consideration for an Oscar award in the category of sound editing. It is one of seven films being considered, and that will be eventually been narrowed down to three films. But we wish our team from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire best of luck, and congratulations on that. Well, while we were talking about DVDs, of course, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is still released in movie theaters around the world, and has now become the number one in worldwide box office receipts after crossing the $850 million mark, which is an incredible feat. Warner Brothers has also announced that Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is also their number one film in IMAX as well. So for all your Harry Potter news and information, please be sure to check out our website, which is updated daily, or you can click on leakynews.com for the best in Harry Potter news on the web. There sure is a lot to get to in this Pottercast, so let's get right to it and get on with the show. So, hi everybody, welcome to the Leaky Mug. I mean, the um, <laughs> Mugglecast. Um, yeah. Right, where it's, am it's I? It's easily mistakenable. Mistakenable. It's whatever. Mistakenable. Okay, who do, who do we have here? We have Andrew uh-huh. Sims. Me? Ben yeah. yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Ben, ben Shane's there. <laughs> Not asleep. Sue? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> and John Noe. Hello. Hello, hello. So this is actually a Pottercast, Shock of Shocks. And we've got the Muggles. Yay. All of them. Yes. Yay. See, what happened but is that it's we, Muggle-mania. We, all, we all forgot how to do a podcast without including these clowns, so they're here as our handicap of the week, and hopefully we'll learn how to do it again before too long. So thanks yeah, yeah. for the help, guys. We should explain. We've been trying to get our recording going for, oh, 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's had some sort of problem or another, but we got it. We're here, and... Now, guys, here's what we do on Pottercast. Oh, okay. You might not be familiar with it. I listen. Pay attention. We Listen's talk closely. about the Harry Potter news. Oh, what? Yeah, well, we have the best intentions to do so anyway. The best intentions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nothing about Emerson sometimes. Really? No. Oh. Okay, okay. Sue, so, yeah. what's up? Let's, let's get it going on topic. This week. Come on, Sue's news. Uh, well, okay. Well, this is this is our, our first official real podcast of the new year. Oh, that's and right. to top things off, to start it out right, Joe J.K. Rowling updated no, her no, website with her no Andrew Sims, not J.K. Rowling. 
I never J.K. said Rowling. I said Rowling. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. It's J.K. Rowling. Rowling rhymes with bowling, just like Noe rhymes with Joey. Rowling, Rowling, Rowling. J.K. Um, yes, she updated her site. She's got some, you know, her her diary, her first blog. I have to say, I appreciate I appreciate seeing her talk about how uh, her writer's life and how impossible it is, um, how messy her desk is. It makes her seem that much more real. Yeah, and you know, I'm yeah. really impressed at how well those seven um, ghostwriters are able to pull off the Joe Rowling character, making her seem so human like that with a messy desk and. <laughs> Okay, okay. Goblet of Fire is world is number one in worldwide box office receipts. Guys, I'm I gotta say I'm getting tired of it being news. Every time Goblet of Fire inches up another, Goblet of Fire is now higher than Revenge of the Sith. Goblet of Fire is now higher than the second Harry Potter. Now higher than the first Harry yeah, Potter. Can we only post when it's like the top movie in the world? But it is right now, isn't it? No, I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's on its way. I mean, there. I think it's I like a big deal. I think progress. it's newsworthy. You gotta, you know, what? How many movies make eight hundred fifty million? That's yeah, I know, but it's made eight hundred and fifty million now. It's gonna keep making yeah. money. So every time it makes more, we're gonna say, "Hey, now it's made nine hundred million, yeah. everybody!" Like, I feel like we need to have a bigger. I mean, when it reaches when it reaches a billion, and it will, that's huge. Anyway, what do you guys think about this DVD cover art? The new what? No, oh, I didn't even. There's supposedly DVD they cover don't. art from DavisDVD.com. Oh, where the hell's that at? I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. It's on the main page of Leaky, like... I, oh, that's I, fake. Oh, the Actually, cover art. Look at that. Yeah, that looks real I to me. I posted it tonight. Yeah. I, I don't know, guys. It's kind of early. You know what it is? It's it's filler. It's one of those filler covers. Until oh, it's not even close to the cover art. Well, it's that poster. It's That's what I mean. It, anybody can make a poster and put it on an image and say this is the cover art. Right. Yeah. And they put such a low res shot of it. Yeah. But you know what? This... Who cares? Why? <laughs> so why do you post it? <laughs> well, because they had the right thing before about the um, release date and the stuff that's going to be uh, on it. So. Uh. Same person that gave him that before. Yeah. So there it is. Speaking of the DVDs coming out in um, high definition. Uh, yes, yeah, you know, I sat and looked online to even figure out what a high definition DVD player was, and I couldn't even find one. See, yeah, we need to explain this a little bit. The April 11th release date of the high definition DVD means absolutely nothing for the release of the real DVD, of the regular DVD, right. which is all you can play. There are new DVD players, because there's a conspiracy to make us spend money. There are new DVD players that are required for you to play the high definition DVDs. Now, if you're not familiar with high definition television, you need a special TV, and you also need to be watching a, te- a channel that is broadcasting in, in high-definition television. But supposedly, when you're doing both, and I never have, supposedly, you can. The, there are actors who are mad about it because you can actually see their imperfections and you can see into their pores. Oh, yeah, so that's you totally how, can. I was at my, my brother-in-law's over the holidays, and he has a new HD TV, and we were watching... I forget what movie it was, but like we, we spotted, like, crew in the background and equipment and all this other stuff and the reflections of glass and things that you'd never be able to see if you were watching it in high definition. I was just laughing because they have to completely redo how they set up so many shots now. Can I ask you this, though? I mean, do you remember that Apple had those, the Goblet of Fire trailers in high definition? And we show, and I thought the pictures that we saw just on our computers were amazing. Is that what you're going to get when you get these... 
Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> one one thing to point out here is that the HD DVDs, um, Xbox 360 is actually HD compatible. So all you, all you would need mm. is a TV if you got the 360. So if well, you're no, 12. no, I thought that there was going to be a... Uh, they were releasing like an external addition to the 360 to make those HDs work. Well, here's here's what I know about the about the HD versions. There's no better movie than Harry Potter for, to come out in HD because the level of detail that exists on these sets, here you go set report, had it it is you walk around that set thinking that it is such a shame that nobody will see this. Mm. You know what I mean? Now they yeah. will. Yeah. I'm really fascinated to see what kind of pictures come from these DVDs. However, how how many how many of how many of these are going to sell though? Really, how many? I well, I, I mean, I would buy a bit. I can't afford to buy a new new player. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's alone. really expensive, you know, and yeah. only the hardcores are going to have HD. You know, until they come down in price. And well, no. how many hardcores I mean, are into Harry Potter? And, you know, the rich hardcores. Yeah. But those people will also make screen grabs, and they'll go on yeah, the net, so. and we'll, yeah. you know, we'll see them all. I just remember though, Melissa, because you know we we're talking. You're talking about the sets. I remember we had those pictures of the prop displays, and they mm-hmm. had stuff from the Yule Ball, and they had like the like the Christmas crackers and yeah. and that kind of thing. So I would love to see that if there yeah. were just somehow there was a shot of. You never see that stuff. You never see it. That Yule Ball, I got to see. I got to see the Great Hall um, when it was <sighs> decked out in silver. It wasn't part of the set report. I was back there the next week, and um, I got to I got to walk right outside it, and it was blinding. You couldn't. You couldn't even no. look left or right. I don't know how they filmed in there with lights bouncing off the walls. It was um, it was pretty cool. So what was one of the really cool – I just want to know, what, what was the one really cool thing that you saw that you thought, no way we're ever going to see this in the film? Like just the little things, like the stuff pinned on the walls or – I'm trying – um, Mad-Eye Moody's bedroom. Really? It is his his office. I mean, you see it in the film, but the quality that you don't really kind of get time to appreciate in the film is that it looks very much like an army barracks. He has made it look very much like an army barracks, and it's he's got a very very a very very thin cot with a thin little raggedy blanket, and he has like a little like standard issue shaving kit with all his toiletries that you would expect a soldier to have, which makes sense for Mad Eye Moody. You know what I mean? It's really it was really fascinating. That's a lot of character cool. in that in that tiny room. That is yeah. neat. See, I would love to see that. Yeah. That is cool. You know, that is. But I guess maybe fans like us just would love to see all that stuff. But yeah, well, you don't cool. get to see that stuff. Um, and a lot of a lot of um, I don't know. I don't. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of stuff that I wanted to tell fans about, but we never got a chance. Um, about Mike Newell, we got to see him direct one scene, and we were literally watching for about three minutes. And in that three minutes, he turned what was reading as a very flat scene into something that we were laughing out loud at by the time it was done. It was um awesome. it was when, when Rita meets the champions and she says, Shall we start with the youngest? Come on then and puts them inside. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing because what we saw at the end of it is what was is what ended up in the film. But at the beginning it was boring. And I remember watching that scene going, how do you change this to make it better? But Mike Newell knew exactly what to do. Hmm. And in a couple of minutes it was funny. Wow. It's really cool. So this this is kind of a good segue. We, we had the other story about the extras that we're going to see on the regular DVDs. So do you think that some of those things will be in it? I mean, I don't ben, know. Ben, Andrew, what do you think? Not really. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too excited. It's not overly thrilling. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> it's not, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy the DVD. I'll, I'll buy the DVD and I'll watch the deleted scenes. But that's not why I'm gonna get the DVD. If that's what you mean. We know why you're gonna get the DVD. <laughs> of course, you know why. <laughs> Open. But I'm excited. There's like an hour of of like it looks like documentary feature footage that we just haven't we haven't yeah, had from other yeah. DVDs. I actually yeah. like that stuff more than the, the deleted scenes. Me too. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to see more stuff of Ray Fiennes doing the that scene. I think that could be good. Actually, you know what I heard, Sue, is that they taped a whole version of it without his robe. Oh they were going God. to do it with him without his shirt initially. Glad to and keep then that. they went back and filmed it over again. Yum. But they kept the old footage and they put that on the DVD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some wow. things just really don't change. Okay. Oh, God. Andrew's like, wow. <laughs> wow. Nothing. Let's move All on. All right, well, let's, let's talk about the book. Okay. Okay, one more thing. What about the Reuters story? What about Reuters? the books, about the, the, the book selling the most and bestseller of 2005 was Harry Potter and uh, Half okay. Blood That's a really big surprise right there. Yeah, right nobody's there. Nobody <laughs> surprised. Yeah. Period. Absolutely no surprise. <laughs> okay, so before we go on, we're, I think we're about I think we're about ready to to move into the show. We have a lot of show. Before we go on, hey Andrew, I don't know if you guys have done this on MuggleCast yet, uh-huh. but we we just keep forgetting to remind people. But it's the beginning of the month, so let's let's do it together. Oh, no. It is a new month, so if you would like to vote for podcast, please go over to Podcast Alley. Well, let, the, let other people have the spotlight. You know, people like other other Harry Potter podcasts. Like the new one I keep yeah, hearing about know. called iMuggle. Harmony Podcast needs a shot at number one. So vote for Pottercast at podcastalley.com. <laughs> thank Let's you. see Andrew says. Okay, thank you. Do it in the ratings for us. In the ratings. Excellent, excellent. All right, so so we have... Listen, guys, our fan interview this week, I have to apologize for it. Um, these guys just bothered me so long to be on it, and I just... If I said, look, look fine, you've washed my car, you've cleaned my house, you've, you know. I can't believe Mike and Eric my plants. did that. I can't believe I that. know. I know. But they're finally, anyway, our fan interview is with the wonderful, magical tag team <laughs> duet powerhouse behind Muggle Cast, <laughs> Mr. Andrew Shims, Sims and Ben Don't Shane. you love being called that, Ben? <laughs> Called in what? a non-sarcastic tone of voice. Oh, no, no, oh. I, yeah. The powerhouse behind the the heart slob and pants drop and house rocking. See, yeah. that's not what I shaking? said. No heart stopping. No pants, <laughs> no pants dropping. No pants dropping. I cannot wait to listen to the fan interview. It's going to be the most entertaining four minutes after I'm done with it. It's actually pretty fun. And, but we do have a really entertaining story in there about Ben's first kiss. Oh yeah, it's pretty Ooh. funny. Which is gonna get cut because there's no time and it makes no sense. D- did you actually get Eric's side of the story? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, John. Nice. Anyway, anyway, yes, that's our fan interview. We will be back after that. There's no extendable ears this week because next week we hope we will bring you the first uh, installment of the interview with Arthur Levine, editor of the American Harry Potter books, who will yeah, be next interviewing week, Muggle Castle this coming Thursday. You the first interview with J.K. Rowling. Nobody. <laughs> she with who? She's J.K. With Rowling. Who? J.K. Yeah. Rowling. Okay, make those listener promises. See how that works out. For no, you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
So that's what's that's why there's no extendable ears this week. Also, if we had if we had also we wanted to make room to fool around with these schmoes a little bit. So after the modcast, we'll be we'll be back with these guys to do to answer your voicemails. Uh, yeah, voicemails. Let's go okay. on. See you guys later. In the fan corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me, not Hermione, you. Welcome to the fan interview portion of Pottercast 21, The Muggle Invasion. I'm Melissa, and this is the first time I have conducted a fan interview in quite a little while, but I call dibs on this one, and I call dibs on this one because these two boys have not only become very good friends, but have become very important to a lot of people within this Harry Potter fandom very quickly. For the very few of you, I keep saying very, for the very few of you listening who don't already listen to MuggleCast, Andrew Sims and Ben Shane, who are staff members at MuggleNet.com, are the brain children behind it. They are the creators, hosts, and editors of the show, which has been in production since early August of 2005, and has tens of thousands of weekly listeners, and has been in the top 100 iTunes downloads ever since its, ever since its inception. Their show has also spawned them legions of fans all over the world, and, in, and the impressive distinction of being two of the very few boys in the world asked to sign a girl's breasts. <laughs> <laughs> and they're only 16 years old, so uh, hi guys. Hey. Also, I did not know half of that information, and frankly, I'm touched. Yeah. I'm like Ew. that guy on the actor's interview, the <laughs> actor's studio. You're like Katie Couric, and we're those stupid actors yeah. <laughs> sitting in on the interviews. Anyway, hi, guys. Hi, Sally. How you doing? Thank you for consenting to be interviewed. I know your schedules are just so... I know. Yeah, Queen, you know, Queen at 4 a.m., it's either this or sleep. <laughs> and, and so- between debate tournaments and Sonic and... And recording MuggleCast. I don't have much time for anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Recording MuggleCast. How'd that go tonight, Ben? Oh, it was pretty good, actually. Um, oh, yeah? Well, why not? I, 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 practically, I, practically I practically slept right through it. It was a breeze. <laughs> Andrew? Uh, well, it went well, except for Ben wasn't there because he was uh, sleeping. Okay, I have to justify this. Every night this week... The most sleep I ever got was three hours, and I had been up since 5:30 a.m. And I came home and I said, "Oh, just a short, just just a short little nap, just a short little nap, a little, just a little nap is all I need." And then, and then I just conked out. I passed out. Shut up! They they called all my friends. They called. They called me. They called me. Andrew feels sorry bad for you, Ben. Yeah. Well, just because I actually have a life, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't understand. Me. He doesn't know the concept. He, I, I was out all day today, but I got a bit. I got back at oh, nine thirty, okay. like I was supposed to. You were You did you get up at five thirty a.m. and then you went out then? Is that when you went out? No, yeah, no. And you went out. But I did and Friday you went, night. You went. You went to Dunkin' Donuts with your fat friend. I That's did not did. go to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. You guys let me know when you're, <laughs> okay, when you're we're done. Ready. We're finished. We're finished. <laughs> That's all going in, I hope yeah. you realize. <laughs> it's fine. No, but it brings up an interesting point. I mean, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. This it's, it's Saturday night before Pottercast comes out. This is an extraordinarily late night for us to be just recording yeah. the Fed yeah. interview of Pottercast. But this is the way our schedules are. So how much of your day goes into Harry Potter? Ooh. Well, let's, let's see. I come home from school, 
And that's pretty much what it is until about midnight. And then, and then I say, oh, maybe it's time to finally do some homework after Andrew goes to bed. You know, all the little kids go to bed like Andrew. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you guys have other stuff in your life. Like, Andrew, go ahead. How much of your day? Well, I was just going to say how, unlike Ben, I don't waste my time all my entire afternoon, you know, just sitting around eating Sonic. I do my homework <laughs> in the early afternoon. I spend some time with MuggleNet. Okay, you, you get out of ben. school. You get out of school at like two. Okay, I get yeah. out of school at. I don't get home until four, so it's almost evening right there. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's the end I asked you guys back at our fir- the first time we did a leaky mug. What happens when you go to school? Um, because of Muggle, because of Muggle Cast. Yeah. But you guys weren't in school then, yeah. and that was before all this started. So tell me now the answer to that question. Okay. Well. well let me answer this one first. Okay, no. Okay, no, fine. No, you always answer these first. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when you asked us that, that was before school started, and that, that was also when a lot of people, nobody that I'm friends with there knew, knew what I did, and this year is when I sort of started, <laughs> I'll call it coming out <laughs> about, my, about the whole muggle. came out thing. of the Harry Potter closet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Um, and... It was met with a lot of people. Basically, people think it's really cool, and I. Oh yeah, I'm sure. No, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to little baby Jesus. What happened was, uh, let's see, nobody really found out too much about it. They they found out a little bit about me being on iTunes and stuff because Mm -hmm. my name was right there. Because a lot of them have iTunes, Mm -hmm. but it didn't. Nothing really happened until I, I didn't get a lot of attention for it until I went to New York City. And then mm-hmm. people found out I signed boobs, and then it was it was seriously the topic for an entire physics class because they couldn't they couldn't believe it happened, and so they they talked about it the entire time, and then let's see, yeah I don't know people, I I, I, I at least now I'm not really embarrassed to wear my Muggle Cast T-shirt to school or my Muggle Net T-shirts to school, and now now when I wear them though I get about five people a day saying can you get me one of those can you get me one of those. <laughs> You said, and I'll remind you what you said in August, was that if you wore that to school, you would get uh-huh. made fun of and laughed at as you walked down the hall. And actually, I haven't. I mean, occasionally someone will look at my shirt and say, swish and click, and I say, yeah. Well, I guess I guess I already know the answer to this, but since we've sort of touched on it, but what's been the best experience you guys have had so far through Harry Potter? Well, of course, New York. Mm. Well, let's see. Right. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed meeting Micah. That's probably <laughs> that was New York. That was no, New no, York. dude, no, no, no. Just meeting Micah in general is probably my favorite. Uh, okay. No, not really. Not, not really. I still like Micah, but that was. What about my Kevin favorite. Steck? Kevin Steck. I'm Kevin Steck. No, I'm Kevin Steck. No, I'm Kevin Steck. No, I'm Kevin Steck. <laughs> no, I'm Micah Tannenbaum. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> no, really though the the real the real yeah the highlight had to be New York. Another thing is, is that some some of my co- close friends sometimes get frustrated when they'll say, "Hey, you want to go out tonight?" And I'll say, "No, I have to record the show." And, ben. and they'll say, oh, "You can you can miss the the Muggle Pod." Sometimes they, they call it something stupid just to try to be funny. So, but it's been like it's been whatever thirty shows now. <laughs> How do you feel that it's changed, or what are the ways in which you want it to change? Uh, it's it's progressed exactly how we've wanted it to. I mean, in the beginning, it the first episode, and I'm sure you had this problem with your show too. It's you're starting out with really no 
basis or precedence. structure. No precedent. Yeah. yeah, you have nothing to come off of from the last show. People don't know how you're going to act, how your what your personality is like. So it's really hard. But once you get after that, for, go go past that first episode. It's just easy. People get to know you, and you can build up this personality that everyone recognizes. It's just great. And the show's been going exactly how we've planned it to. So. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I was kidding. Well, yeah, for the most part, it has, and I think it continues to grow. And there, of course, are many, 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 many things we need to work on. But. Mike. I think for the most. Um, some things should remain nameless. These are private behind the scenes thing. Come on, but, give Pottercast the scoop. Okay, well, the one well, thing one, I can one, one th- The one thing <laughs> I would admit to is that we don't do much pre-planning. We're, the organization is not all there. Do you feel Yeah, like but I agree that there definitely needs to be more organization before we actually start. Well, what's yeah. if you could have one wish for Mucklecast? What would it be? I think because, you know, we get tons of emails, and I just think that a lot of people have come to really appreciate the show lately. I don't know why. I guess it's it's been a lot better lately, but... And it's a great morale booster, and just, you know... You gotta love doing it when you get the, get those kinds of emails. Yeah. I'm sure it really is. do the same, yeah. For show. Yeah, when you get those emails, there's, there's almost nothing better. I got a wonderful yeah. letter from somebody who, well... That's not my interview, but we'll... I, I really yeah. think there is nothing better than... than <laughs> I was Greg. Okay, I'm so excited. Getting tripped up. I really cry. think I really think there's nothing better than listener support. Me, Absolutely nothing better. It just... It's just the best. Oh, we've had a touching moment. Touched. On yeah. Pottercast. Touched. Everybody. I'm speechless. I, I asked a couple of people what I should ask you guys. I was in the MuggleCast fan chat, and I was saying, oh, hey, I'm no. going to interview these guys. What do you think? And some of them thought I should ask Ben why he was mean to me. Okay, okay. <laughs> whoever, whoever thought I should, whoever thought you should ask that, I have a beef with you. You need to realize that I, I wasn't mean. It was not mean. I already apologized for it. I mean, I don't think I did anything wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think it was that big of a deal. No. Not too big of a deal. You'll find out just how big of a deal at a later date. (laughs) Oh, come on, Melissa. Don't give me that. You know, it was just... There was no malice. No malice. It was not malicious. I'm being very straight up with you. There's no malice in what's going to happen in return, either. (laughs) Oh, come on. I'm telling you that it's going to happen. Why are you doing this? Revenge revenge is just... (laughs) Revenge is lovely. (laughs) Revenge is unnecessary. True. Absolutely unnecessary, but it feels so good. Melissa. Melissa. (laughs) <laughs> an eye for the, Melissa, listen. An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, okay? <laughs> ben Shane. <laughs> Definitely not Ben Shane. Ben Shane, yeah. 2006. Yeah. <laughs> an eye for an eye helps Melissa sleep. Okay, let's talk about some some Harry Potter for real, guys. Okay. So when you read book six, what were your immediate thoughts about what were going to happen in book seven? Oh, that it, once I closed the last page of that book, I knew it was just going to be book seven. Uh, okay, well, I was impressed by book six, but I just automatically knew book seven was going to be so intense. And I see it being fast-paced and just, you know, it's crazy. When, when I finished the book, I was pretty excited because after after reading all of it and just, like, seeing how the characters matured, how 
there, there's real romance going on now, and Harry thinks about, well, what's going to happen if Ron and Hermione actually start dating, and then he's, he kisses Jenny and stuff. The first kissing scene really reminded me of a fan fiction story, mm-hmm. sort of, because yet we haven't seen that in the book yet, and I'm a big fan fiction fan. I saw, I've read a lot of it. So working in the middle, the way you do among fans every single day, mm-hmm. hours and hours on Harry Potter every single day, mm-hmm. do you ever just get so sick of it? Just so sick of Harry Potter in general? In general. Uh, I mean, does it ruin no, the experience at all? <laughs> no. But does, it, does doing all this ruin the experience for you at all? Uh, just no. No. It just improves it. I mean, how could it ruin it? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like total immersion, you know what I mean? Anything can... can decrease in value when you spend when you put so much of your life into yeah. it. Yeah, I, I can I completely agree. I don't think I, I I love Joe Rowling's work, but I don't think I if if I was still from a normal fan perspective, like I didn't do the podcast. I mean, it was bef- like pre Mugglenet days. I think I enjoyed the books actually more than I do now. I still love the books. It's just that now that I've read them each fifteen times, it doesn't really. It's it's the same old same old, and that it, my like like you said, your whole life's immersed in it. That our, Harry Potter runs our lives, mm-hmm. and there's no denying it. And some people think that's kind of kind of weird, but I really do enjoy it. And I I'd, I'd rather be in the position I am now than yeah, you be where I was pre Mugglenet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it improves it because you find you learn so much more about the whole series. Just by being on this site, you know, you you already know the normal, you know, what everyone else knows, all the, you know, the news and the theories and stuff, but then you know this whole additional layer, so to speak, of information inside of everything, you know, how it all works. So, if you had Joe Rowling in front of you right now... Had our what, sorry? Joe Rowling. Oh. In front of you right now, Mm. what would be the thing that you asked her, whether about the books or anything else? Well, first of all, I would I would thank her. I would just thank her yeah, for everything because totally. look, look how much she's she's changed everyone's life. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many people who have benefited off of Harry Potter, and it's it's amazing. There's so many kids who she's increased teen literacy exponentially. It's it's just remarkable. Mm-hmm. And if I if I had one question to ask her, that, that's a, that's a tough one. You know what it's like if you you you, you got to ask her multiple questions. Yeah. This 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 isn't fair. Um, <laughs> well, if just one, if I had one question, I'd ask her when the next time we could sit down and talk, so I can ask you plenty of questions. Yeah, you can't ask her just one question. No, it's impossible. Yeah, that was what I the end of that interview that. was like. We were like, no, 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 she's gonna kick us out soon. Just quick, quick, more, more. Just get more in there. <laughs> it was like, like you know, when you're playing, you're playing a board game, and and Ooh, the sand okay. of the timer is running out, and you just you're running to do everything yeah. before the sand runs out. I have, I have a question. Can you describe her office for us? Joe's office? Because I remember you said that it was decked out in HP stuff, but like, was there yeah. anything that really stood out? How zen it was. I should be clear. This wasn't her writing space that we were in. This was more her business space. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, it was well, more still... the, the business of writing. No, but Joe's office was um, airy and very zen. What are you going to send over that copy of Joe's hard drive? <laughs> shh, shh, Ben. <laughs> shh. 
Oh, here, here was the astounding thing about her office. Here was the astounding thing. She, her, her assistants are upstairs, and they have their computers or whatever, and down in the main room is where she will sit and do her stuff. And next to her computer was not only a TLC sticker... But a picture of me. No, a picture oh. of the art that Marta drew for her birthday, which we put on the site two years ago. Uh, um, and that, I mean, I saw that, and I, I grabbed Emerson's arm, and I almost fell. Because there was a moment where we were standing there waiting for her, and I turned around, and I saw that, and I let out this huge gasp. Which arm was like, what? this? No, that was really special. That was like, if yeah. anything could have made it more special, that was it. Mm. Okay, so, here we are at the very end of the fan interview. Yes. Which could be its own podcast if we were to publish this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. um, where we do a segment called Live or Die. Mm-hmm. Are you guys familiar with it? Of course we are. Yeah, we did it live podcast. Well, let me let me explain for those who are not. This is the portion where we at, we name a bunch of Harry Potter characters and you say whether they're going to live or they're going to die at the end of the series. Um, so let's start with everybody's favorite, Snape. Oh, die! <laughs> this game is harder die. when you actually play it. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. Die! <laughs> yeah, I'll say die too. Okay, um, Neville. Live. Live. Come on, give that guy a break already. <laughs> um, Petunia. Who Live. cares? <laughs> <laughs> she can die for all I yeah, care. Yeah, it's a who cares slash live. Percy. Die. No. I, I hope he does. That. I hope he does. Say live. He's, a, he's a bad person. Draco. No. Live. I'll say die on that one. Mm. I'm I'm with Andrew. I think he's gonna make a big mistake. I think he's made one. <laughs> well, yeah, but even a bigger one that's really gonna push him over. Yeah, you're right. You guys are right. Die. We converted. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take much. We twisted. We twisted your arm. Pettigrew. Die. Uh, live. No. It's but time to go. Like, yeah, he'll he'll die. Yeah, he'll die. All right, and our. Oh, Hagrid. Hagrid. Live. Yeah, I hope live. I used to think he was going to die, but now I just don't think so anymore. Yeah. So. Um, and very last, of course, Harry, Harry. Potter. Live. Oh, I'm in limbo about this one. Mm. Let's see. Let me think. Well, if I... Okay. Mark my words right now. After book seven, the story will be told. Harry Potter is going to die. Oh, boy. I have a dear friend who thinks the same. And we have arguments. J.K. Rowling. It's for, yeah. Yeah. Rowling, yeah. It? yeah, yeah, guys. J.K. Rowling told you she said, hey, I think <laughs> I agree with Ben Shane. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much. No, Mosa, thank you. You do You're a lot welcome. for us. Yeah. You really do. Like what? Well, everything. Sing songs for us. <laughs> just, just kidding. No, you're, no, you really do do a lot for us. <laughs> it's only stuff friends do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love you. I love you guys too. Though well, I will we, be getting back at you, Ben uh, Shane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you tried to say get me out of it. He tried. <laughs> I tried. So let's say goodbye to the podcast listeners, guys. Bye, guys. We'll see, Bye. We'll see you all. guys. We'll see you in about mm, three seconds. Okay. For the mail. For the mail segment. Benshane.com. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that in, but I'm bleeping out the part. <laughs>
And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh dear, we are in Hello and welcome to another Modcast. I am Naomi Boyer, otherwise known as Sunny Elf on the Lounge. And I'm Gina Anstey, otherwise known as HP Addict. And I'm Nick Poulden, otherwise known as PHP Nick. All right, today we are going to be discussing food in the Harry Potter world. And I am so excited about this topic because I'm kind of addicted to food. You know, I eat it three times a day at least. So um, I think this is something we can all relate to as we all kind of eat. So um, first off, how about we talk about uh, the symbolism inherent in Rowling's use of food in the novels? Symbolism. Um well, well, why why does Rowling describe food in such detail in her books? I mean, is it just because she needs filler, which I don't think so, or is there something no. that she's really trying to describe? I reckon it's because she's she's quite passionate about food, and and it is quite an important kind of. I mean, everyone can relate to food and and you know, good food, especially like how tasty it is and and that kind of thing. And the food that we first see is the food that Harry isn't getting at the Dursleys, and that's in direct contrast to not only the vast amounts of food at Hogwarts, but all the different kind of comfort foods that are laid out before him. And it's just, it's welcoming, it's warm, it's inviting, it's everything that his life at the Dursleys wasn't. Oh, I totally agree. It's um, when he's, whenever they show, go into detail about what he's eating, it totally is just the opposite of what he's had his whole life growing up. I th- maybe that's why. It's because he has been so neglected as far as food is concerned. And so he just relishes every opportunity that he gets food. And maybe that's why it goes into so much detail. And I really wonder when when Joe Rowling was writing the first book and she was, you know, holed up in her cafe and, you know, kind of the whole rags to riches story that we all love. I don't know if she was hungry, but definitely, you know, when you're dreaming of things, when you're creating a fantasy, the copious amounts of food and all these comfort foods and all these rich foods could have been part of her fantasy at that time. And then it's just sort of perpetuated itself in the series. Oh, that's a good too. No, that's good because you don't mm-hmm. appreciate it until you don't have it. And once you get it back, you really like it. That's right. No, that's excellent. <laughs> so, Nick, why don't you describe some of these uh, more British dishes that... British dishes. Like blood pudding. <laughs> which I've got absolutely no idea what it is. <laughs> okay. I've 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 heard I've heard of it before, but uh, it doesn't sound very nice. Maybe it's something that vampires eat or something. I'm, I'm not sure. No, I've heard of it also, but um, treacle tart is fairly British, I think. Treacle tart. Yeah, I, I've I've had treacle tart at school before. It's kind of um, I think it's kind of a cheap and cheerful dish that uh, that you can kind of throw together at the last minute. Um, but it is really tasty. So so that's the important thing. It's more of a dessert, isn't it? Just a kind of rich yeah yeah it's good i've had that before it's really tasty. yeah it's it's made with um oh i can't even remember actually treacle. <laughs> <laughs> made of treacle. yeah it, it is made with treacle which is sort of the the american version of um corn syrup light yeah. corn syrup and it's one of the things that harry smells in the um the amortia potion and it uh 
I think personally, I think that the reason that he smells it is that it reminds him of the burrow and it's comfort food. And even though it's not made with expensive ingredients and it's things that any person, even, you know, someone with not a lot of money would have in their pantry, when you put it together, it just is, it is Mm -hmm. something that's warm and comforting and envelopes you and and that's why he smells it. The kind of food that they um, that they make in in the borough is kind of like uh, homely food, like traditional British dishes that that kind of ev- everyone has, mm-hmm. ev- everyone knows what they are. Um, I'm just trying to remember what kind of stuff they make there actually. Just like you know the, the Sunday roast and, and the dessert and the strawberry ice cream and all that kind of nice stuff that and um, kippers and baked beans for that, breakfast that everyone knows and loves. Sorry, kippers and baked beans for kippers baked beans. and baked beans. Yeah, t- t- typical British fried mm, breakfast. Fried. <laughs> And yet they're all so thin. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is for um, one of the moderators on the lounge. She wanted me to ask what Spotted Dick was. Spotted Dick? I'm not entirely sure, you know. I think it might be it's something to do with... dessert! Is it? I know. Yeah. I, I'm probably the world's worst <laughs> British. I don't, I don't know any of the typical <laughs> typical British uh, dishes. But, um, yeah, I don't I think I've ever tried it, to be honest. Okay, well, I think we need to move on to chocolate which happens to be one of my absolute favorite things in the whole mm. world. Oh, if in doubt, check my Siggy. And um, I love how Joe uses chocolate as a treatment for the Dementors. I think it's brilliant. I think it's perfect. Yeah. And, I mean, I know there are some chocolate haters out there, but most of us really adore chocolate. And I think what's so wonderful about why she she chose that as a as the treatment for the dementors is because chocolate actually has properties that uh, kills physical pain and also uh, releases endorphins to help with emotional pain. Makes you happy. Yes, it makes you happy. It it makes you euphoric, like you're in love. You feel mm. like you're in love or something. That's just one of the wonderful properties that chocolate has. Yeah, From but pretty much the opposite of what um, what a dementor makes you feel like. Exactly. It just it 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 helps your body maintain homeostasis it uh you know it releases those endorphins and all because of the caffeine in the cho- in chocolate it also helps relieve physical pain like headaches and whatnot so yeah. i just think that's brilliant and plus it just tastes so dang good well of course <laughs> one of the things that i was thinking about though is that you know a hogwarts student couldn't or anyone else for that matter couldn't pop a piece of chocolate in their mouth while the dementors are swooning around and have that be sort of a prophylactic prevention against depression. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a remedy. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Rather than like a... Than a yeah. y- you can't wrap yourself in Hershey's tinfoil and hope for the best. It's not going to happen. <laughs> now that's what the Patron I are for. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At which I love how it's uh, happiness is what repels a dementor, but it's it's chocolate what makes you feel better. <laughs> I wonder if they do. You think they have um, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? I, I don't really like dark chocolate. Oh, I can't stand dark chocolate. It has to be milk chocolate for me. I, I'm a semi-sweet woman. How about milk chocolate? I mean, uh, white chocolate. Oh, white chocolate's wonderful. No, that's not no. real chocolate. No, I like chocolate. white chocolate, but milk no. chocolate for me personally is what's the best. I think that's all we have time for this week. Um, if you would like to discuss more about food or chocolate, then 
you can join us on the lounge, and I'm sure there will be a thread open about this. How much everyone loves chocolate. Oh, man, chocolate is the most important thing in the world. But food, you know, I guess, too. Anyway, sorry, this is quite random, but I've got kids running around saying, Mom, I need drinks. So, um... They need chocolate. They need chocolate. Oh, my gosh, my daughter, she sneaks it. Anyway... (laughs) Um, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, this is Naomi Boyer or Sunny Elf. This is Gina Anstey, our HP addict. And this is Nick Poulden, otherwise known as PHP Nick. All right. We hope you all have a wonderful week and go out and buy some chocolate. Uh, the mail's here. The Oh, great. Thanks. Welcome to the mailbag segment for Powdercast 21. Again, I'm Melissa, and who am I here with? I don't even know. Ben Shane. Uh, oh, and then there's uh, Andrew Sims. I'm here, Sue. Each of the Andrew. So is J- John Noe. Andrew. John Noe's still here. Andrew Jake and Ben, in case Noe. you have forgotten, are from MuggleCast. We are? The MuggleCast. The MuggleCast. <laughs> the cast of Muggles, that's we're, them. We're only, we're only allowed to say that name so many times because... <laughs> I'm going to cap it when we allowed to demo cast five times. So pick which times you want, because you're only getting so much coverage on this show. Anyway, let's get to the voicemail, because I'm... Uh, we got voicemails? Yeah, we have voicemails. People call us? Okay, okay, okay. Hey, P.O. Box update, by the way. John, you got another $25 Chipotle gift card? Yay! You're Thanks up to $50 in Chipotle burritos, which you can, you can buy in Vegas. Wow. I'm going to buy them all at the same time. And you're not coming near us in that hotel room. <laughs> We're going to start this joke all over again. Oh, we are not recycling <laughs> jokes. Okay, anyway, guys, let's let's do our first voicemail, okay? Hi, this is Patty from Ohio. Love the Pottercast. I've been listening for a couple months now. And I have a question for you. Maybe it's just me, but does it drive anybody crazy that Harry never asks any questions or does any reading or any research on Voldemort? I mean, maybe I'm too much like Hermione, but if this guy was trying to kill me, I believe as soon as the first incident happened his first year at Hogwarts, I'd be in the library getting every book on this person to discover more about him, especially now that he knows the prophecy and he will eventually have to face Voldemort face-to-face again. You would think now would be the time he'd be in the library hitting the books because the more you know about your enemy, the uh, better prepared you are to fight him. So it's just the one thing that bothers me. Maybe it's because the Dursleys taught him to ask no questions, but I would think by now he would have learned to go ahead and ask questions. So anyway, that's just my comment. Uh, Great show, and I look forward to listening to you at work, and keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Drives me crazy. I know it drives John crazy. Ben or Andrew, I want to hear from you. Well, how much literature could there be on Voldemort if... I mean, I, I think he probably knows more than those books have at this point. After learning, you know, going back in time and seeing Tom Riddle and all that. He should just use Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia. He, he has to go to www.hp... hp-lexicon.org. Lexicon, yes! <laughs> or you could just hit lexicon at the top of pottercast.com. Or you can go to michaelapp.com. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's better information there. Oh, God. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> oh, my God. Go to what? Are you calling the Muggle Encyclopedia better than the Lexicon? You heard it yeah. here. <laughs> Are you going to try it? Oh, that? it totally is. Well, no. They do have <laughs> they do have better cake recipes over there. Yes, they do. March, March from Maryland gave them serious ups. Okay, 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 guys. Anyway, so you haven't waited on this question. Um... Yeah, but I think that was the whole point is that she's doing it deliberately to show how a lot of times 
people as they grow up aren't aware. I mean, children just become more and more. So, I mean, Harry's starting finally to to um, become aware of more things and ask more questions. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that, that he was. I mean, not that I like that he's being so oblivious, but I thought it was more true to life. So I'm sorry, but... It drives me in crazy. Yeah, but yeah. It, drives me, it drives me crazy that now he's almost 17. He knows that he's historical or whatever, that things existed in this world before he was in this world to find out about them. He knows that his parents were really known in the Wizarding World. Go look them up. You have this library sitting there. All this information about your history is probably right there. The first thing Hermione says to him is how many books he's in. And he's shown no interest. Yeah. Right. He's not a bookworm. He's not even, has he even asked anybody what his parents did when they were alive? Like what their jobs were? Nope. Well, here's my supposition. No, I, don't, we, I don't think they were. We talked about that on MuggleCast, actually, last show. What would you say? And we came to the conclusion that they really didn't have any time to get into the a real job because they died so young and James initially inherited a lump sum of money. I agree there. I think that they didn't work and um, they were just so busy fighting Voldemort in those, th- in those couple of years between their graduation and their deaths, you know? Right. Plus Lily had the baby. I mean, for, yeah. you know, so. <laughs> plus she mm. had that baby. All right. Well, you know, that baby boy, that, that little dude. <laughs> Okay, okay, next next voicemail. Hello, Pottercast. This is Jeffrey from California, and I love your show. Listen to it when and wherever possible. I have a question regarding Animaguses. J.K. Rowling has said before that when you transform into an Animagus, you become the animal that suits you best. My question is, what kind of animal do you guys think you would be? What kind do you think the trio would be? And do you think the trio will become Animaguses? Thanks. Sorry, that was kind of a long question. I love your show. Keep them coming. Bye-bye. Well, if I was to be an Animagus, I'd be a very angry lion, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's the would. first thing I think of when I think of you. What? Explain that. I don't get it. I don't know, because I'm just an angry person all around, you know? That's me. Okay. Okay. Andrew? A bird. <laughs> You're like a bird. I'm fly. Oh, I take You're mine back. Fly away. I take mine back. I take mine back. I'm a bird too. I'm a bald eagle. Okay. A bird. So I can then fly. you're not bald. Well, you know what? Yeah, a bird would be useful. I want to fly so yeah. high, you know, I don't, elevation. I don't understand. I, you guys seriously take the question seriously. Don't just no, be dopey. What, what would you be? No, I'm why, serious. Why a bird then? Why a bird? Because you can fly. I really don't know. I have not really thought about what an animagus I would be. Mm. You could fly and. I guess not in the wizarding world that really gives you any one up because you know the brooms and dementors can fly and all that. Is your so. animagus allowed to be a magical creature, or can it just be like a regular boring? You know they've all been regular animal. so far, right? Because I think it'd be cool to be like a griffin. Yeah, I think Harry. Because you're like, uh, you'd be tough on the ground and you could fly around and you could be all cool like that. Well, I think Harry, if he was, if he would ever be an animagus, would be like a Pegasus. Would be like a like a like a like a strong kind of horse figure that's very much like his dad, with wings because mm-hmm. you you know how he loves to be in the air. That'd be cool. Well, what would you be, Melissa? You know, I have no idea. None. You'd be a flying squirrel. I'd be a flying squirrel. Yeah, it's because that'd be really cool. Uh, oh. <laughs> Why would you want to be a squirrel? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just have this hilarious image of her as a flying squirrel. Thanks, John. Nice no. to know that's how you think of me. <laughs> that is, no, she is no way in shape a squirrel. Squirrels oh. are rats with tails. <laughs> they are. They're, they're. You think I'm a rat raised. with a tail? No, you'd be a, you'd be a, 
Like, um... I think I'd be a cat. I don't know. Yeah, you could be a cat. What about a flying cat? What would, sh- what would you sure, be, John? John? Do they have any of those? Uh, just for me, they'll make it. How about that? Okay, I'm going to talk to the cat guy. What What are you, John? Oh, um, He'd be a donkey. John, no, he would be a donkey. <laughs> you know what? Donkey came up in my mind, actually. But no, I, the first thing that came was like a wolf or something. What? Not like not like Remus Werewolf, but like like a big, not like a big, just a regular wolf. Mm. I'm scary. Cause you're scary. Something that some, something that has a taste for angry lion blood. I think Ben would be a bear. And I think I could be a bear. I think Ben would could be I a bear. A, I could be a. How about a sloth? A what? A sloth. No, that's Guru. Yeah, but Guru. Ben's not a sloth. I think, I think ben that, works I think really that hard. Could be more than one sloth. <laughs> Ben's not a sloth. I didn't say Ben. I said me. Oh, you'll be a sloth. Okay. Yeah, I'm allowed. <laughs> Either that or a big bear. Or a wolf. You're not a bear. You're more like... You're more like... I'm a cuddly bear. Nah, that's Ben. You're more like... Goldfish. Ben ain't cuddly. Ben's cuddly. You're more like a dog. mean. You're more like a a Labrador Retriever kind of dog. Mm. Loyal and... And... Yeah, snuggly. Sue, what are you? Oh, I would have said... I would have said myself I'm a a puppy dog, but... What about the badger, Sue? What about the beaver? No, I wasn't going to be like that. I am hardworking, but I don't want to be one. I knew there's a Hufflepuff joke in there somewhere, but... It's not a Hufflepuff joke. I think that does reflect how hard you work in general. Well, they they, they are the party house. Let's not go there again. Okay, last last one. Um, hi, Lady. This is Kate from Tennessee. Um, I was wondering what you guys think about... John Williams, Harry Potter music in comparison to the new guy. I forgot what his name is. And which soundtrack overall you thought was best. Thanks. Bye. John Williams. John mm. Williams, without a doubt. Oh, yeah? I, I can't spot a difference. Really? I really can't. No, there's differences. I just, in, well, in that nothing that Patrick Doyle wrote sounded like... <sighs> I was... I was actually just listening to the soundtrack for the fourth and was thinking to myself, am I going to miss a lot of these songs because Williams is coming back? Because I was initially totally in love with the Williams soundtracks, and I still am, but I thought Doyle did an exceptional job with that movie. So I don't know what my feelings are for the fifth one. Anybody? Anybody? I have no opinion. I mean, like some songs, obviously. Like, you know, the, the rock songs... Uh, <laughs> do the hippogriff. Yeah, do the hippogriff. Yeah, but um, yeah, those obviously are the clear differences. But I don't know, just the rest of them with that 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 magical theme to it. I I really can't tell the difference, and I doubt many can. The people people who are very close to music, I'm sure. Can s- Andrew, you sound like you're a little sick of that theme. What? Um, the magic theme. Well, no, I think it I think it represents the series very well. I. I yeah, they have to keep. Them. No, yeah, they can't. They can't get rid of that. No, they can't touch it. That's right. like changing the theme of SpongeBob. <laughs> Can you sing that for us? Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob. <laughs> and orange and yellow and pours the sea. SpongeBob Christmas song, best one ever. But we won't get into that. Okay, well, guys, I think that's going to be it for our for our mailbag segment this week. Okay. If you would like to leave us okay. a voicemail, you can call us on the really excellent number, 1702-42-LEAKY. That's 1702-42-53259. You can get us in the UK 
at plus oh two zero seven one nine three two eight seven two. Our email address, where you can send us a voicemail on, and look attached to your email if you know how to do that stuff, is staff at podcast dot com. If you want to send John Noe Chipotle cards, the address is P.O. Box four zero five five nine, Staten Island, New York one zero three zero four. Attention, Leaky Cauldron. Attention, Pottercast. Attention, whoever you think it's attention to. Okay, guys, see you later. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Okay, welcome, guys, to the very, very end of the... Finally, we can get these muggle guys out of here. <laughs> you were cramping my style. Wait, I wasn't supposed to say that on the air. We want to so. leave. <laughs> and yours. So did you guys... Did you guys have fun? Absolutely. Oh, we had loads of fun. I, I particularly enjoyed the fan interview. I had fun with you guys, actually. Yeah, that was fun. I don't it know. It's nice to be... T- it might have been hmm? because it was like 3 a.m. and we were all delirious. It was... We recorded it between 3 and like 5 a.m. Yeah. It was <laughs> retarded. And I think it was sort of nice just to talk, the three of us. Yeah. I, I think we, there's always so many other people around when we're recording, mm-hmm. usually. Like John and Sue. Like, ugh. Everybody... Get out of here. Like me and Sue getting in the way of your guys' love fest. I was referring to, like, Eric and Micah, but okay. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't someone cracking lame jokes this time. <laughs> Nobody John. cracking lame jokes. John. <laughs> Just kidding, but John. I, I learned... No lame jokes ever make the air. Okay. This is a podcast fact. Hey, when are you guys going to have John Noe on the air, on MuggleCast? I, I guess we owe you guys a yeah. favor now. <laughs> a favor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, no, I've had fun, and we've had wanted, we've wanted to have you guys on for a yeah, long no, time. Yeah, no, no, no. I was serious because you know you let us be on your show, and so. Well, we'll have you guys back. Oh, okay. Hey, so let's talk about Vegas. Okay. Ooh, Las Vegas minute. No, not the Las no, Vegas no, minute. Wanna, it's the most unsuccessful Muggle Net Muggle Cast <laughs> segment in the history of podcasting. Of Muggle Cast segments. Yeah. Um, of which there've been two. Uh, <laughs> There's more than that. <laughs> Um, I I wanted to. Should we announce what we're gonna think we're gonna be doing, Andrew and Ben? What, which one are you talking about? There's so many different little things we're doing. Well, <laughs> apparently Andrew and Ben and I are gonna take Vegas by storm oh, yeah. the week before the week before the podcast. Yeah, of course we are. We're gonna go down to the strip, and I'm gonna win a lot of money. Like I won for anybody who wants to know. I went to La- Atlantic City today, and I won. 850 smackaroos. Did you go to Trump yeah, Plaza? Serious, Melissa is actually gonna strip. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, that. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. You might have confused Pottercast with your dream world. I apologize for that. This is not that. <laughs> not gonna happen. Flying squirrel. But guys, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll, I guess we'll sneak you like a, a dollar or throw into a slot machine and try and get you to see. If oh, nice. But the danger no. there is that if you win, if you win like the progressive jackpot and you win like a million dollars, you're so screwed. Yeah. Why? Because they'll ask you for ID. Since you can't collect. Well, we'll have you collect it, and then we'll, you know, then we'll collect it from you. Dude, they have video cameras yeah. on the slot machines. They oh, have video damn. cameras like every three inches. <laughs> damn. Yeah, they, they, they look in the video camera and see who pulled the lever, and then... <laughs> Don't. That's true. I mean, if it's five bucks, nobody's going to say anything, but if it's that, that big jackpot, you're pretty much going to go to jail. <laughs> See, this is this is what this is what we should do. We should put one uh, small little ad on on your guys' website and one on ours, and then all the proceeds go to gambling. <laughs> it's terrible. And tell everybody to give us a click. <laughs> that is terrible. And that, that click, Again, I say, welcome to 2006 and the high moral standards we have here on Pottercast. <laughs> yes. 
That is terrible. <laughs> so scotch. I said beer, but I said gambling. John, John you could have said donating it to yes. charity or donating it to Katrina victims, but now you have to say, well, we're going to gamble it away. That's what we usually do. <laughs> Guys, Mangalat doesn't have the resources to run charity. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for your guys' organization dead. over there. I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. Well, well, yeah, no, so we're going to go down to Vegas a little bit early mm-hmm. and enjoy yourselves and go stay at one of the hotels. So if you want to let us into shows for free or stuff, you let us know. Because we gotta have something to do with these guys down there who can't drink or gamble. I want to do every little thing that there is. Well, I'd like to do except for drinking and gambling. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll play mini golf. There's a bunch mini of golf. arcades. There's a lot of arcades. We can do lots of the mini golf. We can go to the pool. But then can... also Lumos related. Um, we're working on lots of a few different yeah. little things, not just the big podcast. Lots of great Lumos stuff. Yeah. Well, let's let's just come out with it. I haven't even answered the email from the guys yet, so we'll just put this out there and say the hell with it. But we're thinking of doing a, a, a podcast each night. Now, that's this won't be like a big live thing like, like the last night, which is when our big live podcast will be. But we're thinking of doing a couple of us in a less formal setting at the end of each day of the convention um, in sort of like a mini podcast mm-hmm. that will go online like right away. I'm still not sold on this. Well, they asked us. I think it's a good idea. Aren't we basically talking and telling all the stories that we would be saving to talk about for the live one? No, but there's the pl- there's one? plenty of ways that we can, like, for instance, interviewing people who are giving present presentations, not talking about our stories, but giving, yeah. okay. but talking about what you know, bringing fans up, doing yeah. trivia contests, doing and you know, there are a million things to I do. Mean, that'd be fun. And we're gonna be that'd down be cool. here for a much longer time, and I, yeah. you know, like with New York City, we were so rushed. We had three days. One day was dedicated to premiere, and then, so with this one, we're gonna have a lot more time to uh, interact with the fellow yeah. listeners. It's gonna be so hard though, because it's gonna be so tempting to just go sit out by the pool. Plus, I told you, my rule is five hours poolside day. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm least. gonna, I'm gonna throw you into a a conference for oh, one God. hour at least each day. No, please. I'm drag you <laughs> no, there. No, because no. I know it's so tempting. You don't it's so beautiful to go to the out there. I want to go to the mall, but I also want to sit by the pool. I need a vacation. Uh, <laughs> I need a vacation badly. I can't wait to go to the cake decorating uh, table conference. The what? The what? I'm, I'm super pumped to get Marge's autograph. Dorish. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, so Vegas is going to be a great time. So um, I, think, I think what the deal is going to be is that if you are registered... For Lumos, you have priority at our live podcast at any of our podcasting events. Only if there is extra seating available will we allow outsiders in. That's the least thing. We, that's the least we owe to the Lumos people. So, yeah. yeah so I think it's going to be the deal. So register today. Register today. Lumos2006.org. I'm waiting for them. Are we registered yet? Yeah, we're in. We're good. All the podcasters are in and good. Well, okay. Well, I've had a lot of fun. I can't wait to do another Leaky Mug or be on MuggleCast or do our trivia contest. Can that be our January Leaky Mug? Let's do it. Let's yeah, we got to do it sometime. Okay. We got we to gotta just, just get it going. So it's going to be the three of us versus you guys and Kevin, right? Right, and then Mi- and Micah is going to be the mod. Well, how are we going to know that Micah's not going to slip you guys the answers? <laughs> Why would Micah mm. do that? He's because he's from honest. MuggleNet. Yeah, but... Cool. So? He... he 
we ought to work on a celebrity guest. He's practically no, he's not from MuggleNet. He's, pr- he's practically just as involved in Pottercast as he is with MuggleCast. So this is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. Or, or we could have. Well, why, why can't we have like Chris Rankin right. do it or something? He would. Why don't we have Steve Vanzarek do it? Yeah, you keep saying yeah. Steve. So why don't we have? Steve? No, because he, he's intimidating. <laughs> You don't know the. You don't know the. He would laugh at everybody getting the wrong answers. But he would be giving from Steve. The questions would be so hard. They'd be like, "Which wizard on the Wizard Gamut of 1846 said that broomsticks should be outlawed?" You know, like I can't do that stuff. I can't. So maybe it should be my. Now we should go for celebrity one though, if we can. Sure, I'll call Joe up. I'll say, "Listen, Joe, (laughs) do it. Do it." You think Steve's gonna ask hard questions? Get off your duff. Quit writing for a little while. Yeah. Come on our show. Guys, she's writing right now. She's writing the last Harry Potter. I know. Yay. Well, not right now as we speak. Well. Well, it's six in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Time to write. <laughs> six in the morning. She just <laughs> killed Snape. I bet she just killed Snape right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, ouch. But you know what? I really, I really relate to sort of what she said about. Even if it's your job to write, you need to clear time. I've had to write something for this whole week, and I've needed to actually like force people out of my life so that I can clear an hour or two to sit down and write. It's just impossible. Anyway, guys, thank you. This has been fun. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, thanks for coming on our show. No problem, John. Yeah. We'll have you on sometime yeah. soon. We love yeah. you. We love you. Oh, well, speak for yourself, Sue. <laughs> Okay. I do. I love you guys. I love, I love Ben. You too, I love you too. I used to love Ben. Until I, I betrayed her. He did betray me. Just went behind her back and played her song on our show. Yeah, he did. Dun dun. Haven't yet dun. forgiven him. It's all right. Well, listen to the MuggleCast Christmas episode if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about how about you don't? How's that? How about you don't? How about you don't? <laughs> Yo, how about you don't, okay? All right. Okay, goodbye, guys. Actually, how's, that, how's that one subscriber resolution going for you? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. oh, it's going great. I couldn't pl- Have you guys got to it yeah, yet? It's funny. I couldn't believe I said that. My, Have you reached your goal? My goal was so high. You, you signed yourself up for disappointment with a goal like that. Yeah, I, I did. I really did. Oh, I'm through. See you later, guys. Good night. <laughs> Next Bye-bye. week, Arthur Levine. Bye. Yay. <laughs> We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. Because <laughs> it's Voldemort outside. Touch me. Take me to that other place. Rock on, walk on. <laughs> what you got, you can't deny it. Don't say it. You've got to get yourself together. You got stuck in a moment, and you can't get out of it. <laughs> oh Lord, look at you now. <laughs> Got yourself stuck in a moment And you can't get out of it Touch me I'm just a fool Half asleep